It's time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together together again. again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. This is one of your hosts, Sean. As usual, I'm here with Uncle Chris. Hey guys, what's up, what's up? And Big Sergeant Scott. <coughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Don't worry, he doesn't have the vid. I don't know what he's got, right. but it's Call not the, the vid. Chris Call is doing a, uh, the Vicks Fable rub on Scott's chest right now. And he's putting, Why am I like, putting out his feet? Because it, yeah. it bothers The humming in the background is the humidifier that's going. So <laughs> yeah. if anything, right. if it sounds weird, it's just the humidifier. <laughs> but you... Hey, that, to go right. just to make a left hand turn, but you make fun of vapor rub. My grandfather, God rest his soul, whenever he started feeling like that, he would take a teaspoon of vape, Vicks vapor rub and eat it. Eat it and for real? Eat it? I was joking. No, he would eat it and then he would wash it down with with a with a <laughs> liter. Of, no, a liter of passport scotch, the cheapest, worst. And the next morning, he was good to go. <laughs> Why would, I don't know. Why would you <laughs> eat? I don't know. The vapor wow. rub. Okay. The same reason he uses the <laughs> same. That is not an endorsement yeah. tactic by this yeah. podcast. Don't do that. When I go home today, I'm eating it. Dude, I'm telling you. Around. I mean, the same reason he'd use I'll the same wrapping paper happened. every every Christmas. I don't I know. I think it's cool that Scott sounds like the female version of Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think I'm on the love boat. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's Brenda Vaccaro. It's Brenda Vaccaro. She's but you looking gotta, for love. Anyway, you uh, talk today's really show, we're talking. We're, we, our guest today is going to you know really help us with a lot of things. Like you know, One of the things about being a police officer is a lot of times the things that you defend, and I'm not like a fireman where I fight what you fear kind of a thing. I'm talking about it's like, we are not afforded, and a lot of times, particularly when we're on duty, freedoms that we defend. I mean, we defend with our own lives. Like people get mad at each other because of things that they say to each other, and then it leads to violence. And police officers have to come there and kind of quell it and say, look, as though you were upset about what that individual said, you can't resort to violence to say those things. And it's always to me, like as a police officer, like I was always like, you know, everybody was always very concerned about what I was doing on duty. They were concerned if I was doing too much of what I was paid to do as a police officer because I was too intrusive in their lives. And then if I did nothing because they didn't want me intruding in their lives and I wasn't going to go dig and, you know, profile and all these other things I was accused of, I wasn't doing enough then. It's one of those jobs that it's like no matter what you do or say, you can't really ever win and it's frustrating i was at times it was very incredibly frustrating because we stand there and swear to uphold the constitution police officers do that on a regular basis for americans i've said this a million times on our show you know the military they go and do this and they do it for people that don't live under the conditions that we live under the amount the intense amount of freedom that we have experienced as a young nation but a police officer every day you go out there and deal that and you're dealing with pros people that understand it and when you're there and you go well I, you don't necessarily agree with that or here's what i think right people right. say you can't say that you're not you too- can't think right but you, yeah right you don't have an opinion you don't understand right. like that man's over there saying things that i don't agree with religiously well, like well that's what the parchment says he can do yeah, you're and welcome for me doing like my that, job now they get mad at me right. as the cop because I'm like, hey, I'm explaining to you. You like, I'm sorry, your civics professor, who made you pay fifty three thousand dollars a year in college tuition, didn't explain this to you. But it's been explained to me numerous times, and 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 it gets a little frustrating for you as a cop because you're like, 
man, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. When people walk up to cops and they just give you these monosyllabic grunts, don't forget the fact that probably the guy didn't start out that way. He probably right. started out going, let me try to explain this to people. And then people made a complaint about him because they were finding out things that they needed to hear as opposed to what they wanted to hear. Right. And that's what today's show is about a little bit. Extending, you know, explaining that, understanding that, walking our way through that. You two guys up there in Chicago, it's still, I, I think it's still free America up there, isn't it? Or no? Mm. It's, well, it's you know, funny you say 50, that. 50 Because we were, we were having a debate, and this is a question for our awesome guest that's here today, is that we were having a uh, debate in the roll call the other day that our, we don't have a First Amendment right because we're policemen. There's actually people that have gold on their collar that actually believe that, that we do not have a First Amendment right because we're the police. Well, yeah, I mean, like, is there legal policy that is out there? Is there legal precedence, like in the courts, that the courts recognize to say that you're not allowed as a police officer to say something politically or could it be even perceived as politically? Meanwhile, everybody right. else in the world is afforded that opportunity. Right. Our own elected officials pull stunts all the time on Twitter, Facebook, all the time, whether you like Donald Trump, whether you like AOC, whether you hate no. them both or whatever. And with no recourse used, to what they say. And there's no, no recourse. recourse for what they say. And, it, and it's a little bit hypocritical at times. And, uh, you know, it gets a little frustrating. But, Scott, can you give us your best non-menthol uh, voice on this? Uh, your voice in this? You've always well, been like, Scott, I'm going to tell our listeners this. Scott has been like my guy that I was always like, I came out of the military. I was like, man, that dude's got some church bells hanging in there. Because that dude says wow. whatever he thinks right, right. at like roll call to my detriment. and whatever. And I was, I was like, man, I, I can't do that. I'm like, I'm like, I literally live in fear of like getting a bad evaluation or something out of it. And I don't know who was going to do the evaluation, but I always, always admired that in Scott. And now he's totally different. Right. Well, he's so different because no, he's sick. On, it's no, only because no, it's, he's sick. It's Scott, it's, what it's, you it's, take, it's what's your the, take it's on It's the robot Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I would disagree that we don't have the First Amendment rights, but you know, the, I think it, what happens is we get caught up in policies, you know, and the policies that are out there, those are the things that dictate it. So you you want to be able to say what you want to say and be free to say what you want to say, but then obviously there's these varying policies that are in place that, well, for lack of better wording, control what you You're say right. and dictate what you can and can't say or who, you know, when it comes to politics or a variety of different topics. So. Yeah, I mean, we every agency's held to different standards with that. Obviously, we're going to probably hear some more about that today with our guest. And um, yeah, we we it it makes it has it, changed. It, it, it has changed. Yeah. And you want to say what you want to be able to be free to say to people and about your opinion on things. But to your point, Sean, that's what happens nowadays. Is you say something, and it's if it's something that people like, you know. Oh well, it's it's okay. But if it's something that one person doesn't like, well, this officer shouldn't be saying that, or this officer shouldn't be telling people that. And so, what happens? Officers want to talk with people, they want to explain things to people, and they want to be able to provide some insight and an opinion. But I think too many officers get worried nowadays that they're going to be the next victim of I say something that I just believe to be you know an honest opinion, and it turns into something negative, and I'm. Next thing you know, I'm I'm in trouble for it. So right. it's tough. Yeah. We need to go to like the time of Blade Runners where we're only hunting down replicants. Right. Like robots. <laughs> they look like people and act like people. But we've got this un like we can just do what we want. Anyway, um today's guest, uh if you guys don't know who he is by now, he's been out there for a little while for all of us. And if you've taken the two and thirty two minutes and thirty four seconds to watch his TikTok video, it's 
one, really funny, and two, kind of insightful from what we're talking about. We're not trying to get people here to agree with us or whatever, but the idea is hear straight from the guy that went through it and how his life has been going since then and what his thoughts are on that, guiding us as police officers through that. Um, again, we're big proponents of freedom and you know the ability of people to speak honestly on this shelf. But our guest uh, is Nate Sylvester. He is a former Idaho police officer, Bellevue, Idaho. Am I getting that right, Nate? Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, and he has got this viral TikTok video that was pretty popular. Like my kids are like showing me TikTok sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't believe that guy's famous. But if you watch Nick's or uh, Nate's uh, TikTok video, it is really kind of commentary about our society, about the dichotomy of the worlds that we live in. Right. So, Nate, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. To come well, thanks, man. Hey, welcome, welcome. welcome. Thank you. let you launch a little bit into your background, your history in law enforcement, how you got involved. You know, did you always want to be a cop? Was it something that came to you? And we'll talk a little bit about what has happened since you became that famous cop from Bellevue, Idaho. So thanks again, man. My pleasure. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Twin Falls, Idaho, and uh, it was it was a decision that I made to get into law enforcement uh, shortly after I got married to my, my daughter's mother. And, you know, the, the idea of being a cop had always sort of fascinated me ever since I was a, ever since I was a young kid and, you know, and growing up getting into junior high and high school and college, I kind of dismissed that notion and went on to pursue different things. But then I found myself, uh, you know, just working an odd job that I wasn't necessarily satisfied with and the opportunity to, apply for the Twin Falls Police Department just kind of fell in my lap and I applied and just kept getting, you know, promoted through the hiring process and eventually was offered a job. So I started with them in 2006 and I left there in 2018, spent 12 years with the Twin Falls Police Department, took about a three-year law enforcement hiatus where I did some, you know, personal training and nutrition consultation. And then uh, in uh, December of 2020, I was offered a job with the Bellevue Marshal's office and I lasted about six months until I couldn't keep my mouth shut. And, uh, you know, just, I, you know, I'm 40 years old now and I, you know, it's just, it's getting harder and harder to not, to not speak out and to not say things that are on your mind. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, April of this year is when I did that, uh, the TikTok video that you mentioned earlier that went viral and that ultimately, uh, resulted in my termination from the Bellevue Marshal's office. So give out your, uh, give out all your handles right now. TikTok, Insta, the podcast, the so, whole bit. <laughs> TikTok books, is, uh, so my, my current, my current accounts on TikTok are Nate's Wilden 3.0 and then <laughs> the officer Nate. Now the reason it's Nate's Wilden 3.0 is because my original TikTok account got banned for the very reasons that we're going to discuss on, on your show, I'm sure. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, my second account, Nate's Wild and 2.0, also got banned. So now I'm on 3.0, and then I have a backup account that's the Officer Nate I'm on uh, Instagram. It's Nate's Wilden on Facebook. It's Nate Sylvester. YouTube is Officer Nate. All right, and then your Instagram and or you got Instagram, and then what's the name of your podcast for everybody? The Officer Nate Podcast. Okay. All right, and then I also have a website. It's www.officernate.com. All right, well, awesome. That is that's, like way that's more awesome. like tech savvy than I am. Right, but I'm, I'm going to start squares to see how many goes. 4.0, 5.0. Right, right, right. We're going to start squares with our fans. By the time this airs, yeah, like, it'll be at 12.0. Like, do you have a telephone number? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't, don't give it up. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Uh, um, but, yeah, so. Tell us a little bit of yeah, yeah, how that started. Yeah. How, like, what was it 
the nexus of you getting on TikTok and posting what you thought. Tell our listeners that you know maybe haven't or not TikTok savvy um, as to what happened, what you did, and then what it led to. So when I started working in Bellevue, Bellevue is a town of twenty three hundred people. It's not busy at all. There's only one deputy on at a time for a forty eight hour shift. Right. So I found myself with a lot of downtime. Now that's not to say that I was doing TikToks all shift long. You know, I was running traffic and responding to the one or two calls that I would get in a 48 hour shift. That was just typical up there, you know, just was not busy. Um, and, uh, so I started, I started noticing that there was sort of a, this phenomenon of TikTok cops. You know, I see all these other police officers in their uniforms doing funny TikToks, doing informative TikToks. So I thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I'll, I'll jump in on that. And I started doing my own and Mine had more of a, you know, a humorous satirical spin to it. And I started gaining popularity and gaining a, a pretty decent following. Then LeBron James opened his mouth about the, uh, the incident in, in Ohio when Officer Reardon uh, shot and killed Micaiah Bryant. And right. y- you all know what the, that, tweet, that tweet was. Right. And I, I saw many other officers, even before my video, making videos uh, responding or sort of mocking LeBron James for his ignorance regarding police work and, you know, deadly use of force incidents. Right. And I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring on this too, but I want to make it funny so that people, you know, get the point, but also get a laugh at the same time. Right. And, and it worked. And, it, you know, funny enough, my original video actually got removed by TikTok. It, there, I don't know if you, are you guys on TikTok? Yeah. Well, I, I am it, because of my daughters, but it's like, you know, but it, it's, I mean, it's 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 silly how I never knew that reporting people's videos because you were offended by their videos was a thing right. until mm-hmm. I joined TikTok. Right. Now, someone had reported my my original video. I mean, it, it had already had like 40,000 views within the first 15 minutes. So yeah. It was doing very well. <laughs> and then it got removed. And I thought, right. what the hell? Like, what what's wrong with this video? Right. So I redid it and reposted it the following morning. And again, it started picking up steam, picking up traction. And, you know, next thing I know, it had over 6 million views and wow. was being shown on Fox News and yeah. Blaze yeah. TV. And, it was everywhere, uh, right? Yeah, it was it was all over the place. I was getting interview requests from like CNN wanted to interview me and, oh, uh, you know, all the good. local radio and, and, and news networks. Yeah, that would have been an interesting one. <laughs> um, but I went on Sean Hannity's show a couple of times and I went on Glenn Beck's uh, radio program. Uh but as a result of that video, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Sean, there's always one or two people who, who believe that police officers shouldn't say certain things. You know, if they don't right. agree with it, then the officer shouldn't be allowed to say that. Well, that's exactly what happened in my case. There were one or two residents in Bellevue who just were furious that I had the balls to make this video in response to LeBron James. And so they called the mayor's office and filed a complaint. And from what I heard from my immediate supervisors was that the mayor and the city council had a meeting and wanted to fire me right then and there. Hmm. Well, my marshal at the time, she stepped up and she said, guys, this is ridiculous. Are you kidding? We're not going to fire him. That's, that's not a fireable offense. Right. You know, right. if he did violate our, our social media policy, there's another route we can take. Yeah, and like she wanted to just give me a written like that. Yeah. She wanted to give me just like a written warning mm-hmm. and, they lost their shit again. Like, that's not enough. You know, that's not severe enough. Like we need him to, we need to punish this guy. Wow. So they landed on a week suspension without pay. And I thought, okay, I can, right. I can deal with that. You know, well, my, 
my best friend in Utah, I told him about it. And he was, he was upset that they were actually going to suspend me over this. He thought it was ridiculous. And so he created a GoFundMe campaign. And it took maybe about, I would say, three months, maybe three, maybe two months. I can't remember the exact time frame, but it took a couple of months. And that GoFundMe campaign collected a half a million dollars. Wow. Jeez. And he, you know, he originally thought, he's like, well, maybe if we can get a thousand bucks to help him pay his bills for the week <laughs> right, that he's to cover your out house. on, you know, yeah. <laughs> buy groceries. And, and I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, like somebody donated, like there's $600 in here. That's great. That's very generous of, of people. And then a few hours later, somebody called me and said, dude, you got to look at your GoFundMe campaign. <laughs> and so I logged back in and it was at like 10 grand just a couple, you know, a few hours later. Wow. So it was really awesome to see the way the American people <laughs> stepped up. Right. You know, yeah. after after hearing yeah. the news that I was suspended for simply for making a sixty second video, uh, saying all the things that people were thinking and, and feeling anyway. Right. Especially when it came to police officers. Right. So I, I did my suspension, went back to work. Now at this, and you guys know how how these things go with with police departments once they. Once they have their eye on you, right. they start looking for things. They start looking right. for other things. Now, right. I had been doing TikTok videos. So I did that video in, in April. I'd been doing videos since December. And no, and and no done, grief I'd, about anything else, right? Only, only this particular one. What's that? Did you get any grief about any of the other ones or it was just this nope. one particular one? No, okay. no, nobody, nobody said anything about any, any of my previous videos. I had used body camera footage from, from different contacts, like with the members of the public to make other videos. And my marshal, she was a follower of mine on TikTok. She's seen all my videos. She never said, Hey, this is probably a bad idea to do these in your uniform. You know, it's against policy. She never said anything like that. She liked my video. She thought, she thought it served a good purpose in humanizing the badge and letting everybody see sort of the funny fallible side of, of police work of police officers. Yeah. So she never said anything. It wasn't until the LeBron James video it was published that the liberal elected officials in the city of Bellevue realized that my pub or my uh, political perspective conflicted with theirs. Mm. And that's when they wanted to really start enforcing department policy. They didn't care about any of the other videos. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. after, after my week suspension, they went through all of my other videos on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook to see if they could come up with something. Well, they found a video that I had done, using body camera footage that I didn't get permission to use. And uh, it was a video, it was, it was a video about kindness, right. And how police officers don't always, it's not always like an officer involved shooting or a homicide investigation or domestic violence disturbance. Most of the time, police officers are responding to these petty disputes that they help resolve without even doing a report. It's just, we're mediators, we're referees, we're, we're guidance counselors, you know, and this video was was about me making uh, making someone's day a little bit better after having had contact with them. And they took that video and they said, "Listen, you didn't get permission to use this body camera footage in your video. You're fired." Hmm. So that was that's what uh, you know led up to my termination. And then I'd already been working on the book, never off duty. Right. I'd already gotten a book deal. Um, so. I, you know, they handed me the, uh, the notice of termination. I read through it and I said, okay, I, you know, I collected all my stuff and I left. Right. So, hmm. so yeah, that's, that's that. No, no, you, you didn't fight it at all. Basically. Yeah, I didn't fight. Saying. No, I, I, I wasn't going to fight for my job. I mean, if, if the, if the powers that be in Bellevue, Idaho are so woke that 
<laughs> I can't post a video to TikTok right. with, you know, without the, without the political turmoil that right. it created with them, then, you know, what happens if there's a critical incident and God forbid I have to shoot someone? Right. Right. You know, did right. they, did, did they just wash their hands of it, throw me under right. the bus and go, right. you know, we're, we're, we're not going to back this guy. We're not going to protect this guy. So I didn't want to work for an agency like that anymore anyway. So did yeah. they consider right. it like some type of general order violation or it was a policy? Like you said, it was a social media policy or what was the exact reasoning what they gave you why just not authorized to use the footage the the there was a social media policy that i wasn't aware of and my marshal told me that she wasn't aware of the policy either but they dug it up somehow you know they dug it up from the archives and blew the dust off of it and said oh look he's in violation of this policy let's go ahead and fire him i didn't realize that that policy existed and i certainly didn't think that i was doing anything wrong considering like i said my marshal was aware of all my videos yeah so I thought she was on board with it. I thought I was doing a good thing. I thought I was sort of shedding light on the positivity of law enforcement. Um, so Were you getting other feedback think, you know, from the community besides the the negative? Yeah. Did you get what? Was there any kind of other sentiment from the community about it, or did you hear anything? In in Blaine County, uh, there were the majority of, of the majority of the people in that county were in full support. They actually went to a city council meeting and and sat outside with signs protesting and demanding oh, wow. that I be reinstated. That's and awesome. Really? Yeah. Nice. There, so I, I had a, I had a, um, the, you know, the people in Blaine County really had my back on that. Of course, there were a handful of people who, sure, sure. you know, they didn't approve of the message that I sent in the TikTok. Right. And, but those are the, you know, those are the, those are the liberal people. Those are the leftists. Those are the Democrats. And, you know, when you have a democratic mayor along with an entirely democratic city council, those are the people that they're going to listen to and they're going to dismiss everything everybody else says. Well, they may now, they, they may learn something different. It. Yeah, they now they may learn something come voting time. But, but hopefully, yeah. But see, now that you have that, you have this that you have your own. You have your own people. You know, I mean, the 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 people above you don't like it. But then you've got TikTok that keeps you know knocking it out because they don't like it. Because it just. But here's where I here's where I really really get frustrated is the fact that. You have this "quote unquote" woke society because nobody wants to talk about the truth. That is our job. Our right. job is, and I'm not, and to, is to get to the truth. What? And sometimes, you know, we make people's day. We, we make people's days worse. But ninety nine percent of the time, we make people's day better because we're just there being the referees, like you said, or you know, being you know, being the negotiator or settling this, this dispute and. That is, it all comes out with truth, whether you have to tell a guy or a girl, hey, listen, you probably kind of crossed the line there or whatever, but you, you do it very diplomatically. And by the end, they're shaking hands and everybody goes on their way and, it, and it's done. But now here you can't speak the truth. And like, well, what am I putting the vest and the gun on for? Because that's what we are supposed to defend. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, in response there after I came back from my week long suspension, if I had responded to a call, uh, I'd show up and they go, wait a minute, aren't you the TikTok cop? And they wanted to take photos and, you know, they wanted to shake my hand and, you know, sign their kids' foreheads. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun after that. And, um, so, you know, like I said, the, the majority of the people in that County and even in, in the city of Bellevue were overwhelmingly supportive. It's just, you know, the, uh, the powers that be the mayor and the city council, they, 
they, you know, they selected the people that they wanted to hear from and listen to and, you know, decided based on their democratic or liberal agenda that, uh, you know, that what I did was unacceptable and was a violation of policy and warranted termination. Wow. Well, now that it's happened, Nate, do you have any regrets? Like, is there anything you could say to the rest of us that were like, man, I'm right at that Nate moment in my life, you know what I mean? And I think I want to do it. Um, what would you tell them? Like, you know, because you're, it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's easy to be that shepherd, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you're like the sheep are like, oh, well, somebody's going to get killed by the wolf. I hope it ain't me. What would you tell people on that? Because I mean, I, I agree with what you did. I mean, yeah. I got three kids and you know, I got a support at least right now. And it's like, well, that'd be rough for me to take that kind of a, kind of a cut. But it's like, you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. And Absolutely. Go, say yeah. what i what i felt and yep. you know and you know you can be really guarded throughout your career that way but at a certain point you just reach it like you said you reached it at 40 you're like enough i'm just gonna say what i think and like everybody else i, I should have that right and no uh, actually you don't so what yeah. would you tell what would you tell other coppers that or, or people in public safety anything like that that are wanting to get out there because this is happening to firemen too things like that they're right. crazy guys and they go out there and say things what they want they talk about time on your hands right <laughs> right so <laughs> many tiktok up, opportunities yeah, right, right. war and peace i mean they when you're i mean when they're awake anyway, they could anyway, do so much we're getting way off the house. but anyway i guess back to the point uh, any thoughts on that? Like, would you have done it differently? What would you tell anybody in the, in, in this kind of situation? So I, I don't regret uh, any of it. I don't regret a, a, you know, a single moment of it. Uh, as far as my advice for other officers, I, I guess it's up to, it's up to the individual officer to decide what's more important. Now I totally understand that there are some officers, most the majority of police officers are, you know, in their twenties, they got young families and young kids that they have to support. So I understand wanting to just, well, or needing to just fall in line in order to salvage your career, keep that paycheck coming in, keep the benefits there, you know, for you and, and for your family. But like you said, at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and go, you know, something's not right, but nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody's doing anything about it. Now, I could have kept my mouth shut. I could have just ignored the LeBron James thing. I could have, you know, not made a video, but there was, there was something like the planets aligned that day and my video was meant to go viral and, and, and get out there. It had a huge impact on people. I had, I can't even tell you the number of just emails. When I came back from my week long suspension, there was a stack of emails sitting on the desk that my supervisor had printed out from people who emailed in, in support of mm -hmm. me emailing the mayor saying, you know, you know what, you know, Mayor Burns, you're a piece of shit. That officer said what everybody was thinking. We right. want him reinstated, you know, just <laughs> all kinds of things like that. 10,000 10, emails. Wow. And that's not including the, you know, the text messages and the phone calls and the Facebook messages, Instagram messages, messages on yeah. TikTok, yeah. Um, personal emails that I was getting. There were so many people who said to me, please don't let them silence you. Please keep right. speaking out on behalf of law enforcement because some officers aren't in a position to do that. Most of them aren't. Right. And most of them, even if they are, don't quite know what to say or how to say it. But you do. So please keep going. Please don't quit. Please don't let them back you down. Please don't let them silence you. So at that point, I thought, well, what choice do I have? You know, even after my week-long suspension, I could, I could have deleted my social media accounts like they wanted me to and shut my mouth and tuck my tail between my legs and salvaged my job at the Bellevue Marshal's office. Um, and, but you know, what kind of example would that have set, you know, especially where I'm, 
I'm now telling people like, hey, now's not the time to be complacent in our country. There's right. a war on police. You know, the, the mainstream media is attacking us at every turn. The only way we can fight that is to band together and all speak out at once. And the more people we, we have speaking out is the best way to fight this. Right. Right. So me shutting my mouth would not have helped that cause at all. But I don't think I don't think anybody's shutting your mouth in in general, and, and this goes for both sides. If you have an opinion, express your opinion. But where and and I, I asked this question a million times. I have no idea where we made this tremendous turnaround that we can't even have a healthy debate anymore. Right. You cannot have a healthy debate. And I will be more anybody that wants to come when this whole COVID thing's over and people are you know want to. Uh, you know, you have departments that all you know get let you go on ride-alongs, and you want to see what we do. Come along, because if if I had a question about, you know, somebody something that they that they did, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out before I debate it, and then yeah. and then you ultimately you come so to the truth. Much, like, but where so did that go, Sean? Out there though, too. It's like you watch the news. Like the news cycle was constantly. Remember the thing with Comey and the FBI and what was going on with that over here and wiretapping and everything else. Again, I'm not trying to like say that. It was, you know, like I'm pro-Trump or I'm anti-Trump or anything like that. I'm just saying, but it's like, pro-truth. We Sean. sat there and we sat there and watched very politicized police officers act and do things that violated a person's rights, and they were propped up and said that was good. You were good because he's a bad man. Now Nate says what he says about a celebrity who's still going to keep making millions anyway. Right. And, and probably never set a foot in the police department. Right. They, they find a reason to get rid of the guy. Now, like, I mean, I don't know what happened to Comey and the people that were involved in all that. It was obvious, like, memos, the IG's office, everything yeah. else came out and said that. Like, so you see this dichotomy in the world, and people are like, well, well, Nate deserved to get fired. He violated a policy. And that's those elected officials, they appoint him, they're allowed to do that. It's, well, why isn't this? Like, why isn't it like universal? Yeah, why isn't everyone held to the exactly. same standard? Right, exactly. Same standard. It's not universal. And you see that everywhere. And in law enforcement, you get really frustrated by that because it's like, if I had a different angle or the person that I was saying this about was a different person, they'd be supporting me. And it's still, if by their policy, it would be wrong. You shouldn't have said anything. But let's say it was, let's go back to who was that pitcher from Atlanta? Remember back in the day, that dude that was like, he was a relief pitcher, but he was a crazy dude. People are probably going to laugh at me because they know it's like I know one dude that we used to work with that could probably spit this out right now. And John Rocker, yeah, yeah, John Rocker, there, that John guy. Rocker, yeah. If Nate was talking smack on TikTok about John Rocker, Nate would be chief or head marshal or whatever the <laughs> job it was out there because they'd be like, "Good for him." And that's like it's like or it's it's bad. It's always bad, or it's tolerated because yeah I, I agree with you and that's what i think frustrates a lot of americans frustrates a lot of cops and 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 i think that's the point of this i'm not trying to say hey nate shouldn't have been fired and nate was right because i agree with him i'm just saying is like why did it only come down at this time and it doesn't come down at other times yeah and, th and that's what's frustrating everybody about just wants process. to be treated fairly across the board just like to the when same we're on calls we hear the that same all the standard time on calls. yeah has same mm -hmm. standard and and be able to have a healthy uh, a healthy debate and 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 talk because listen we all know as police when we go to calls you know there's their side their side and the truth and that's our job is to get to that truth and that's what when when people have debates and they talk about issues and stuff that's where you have to come to is what is the best best truth and then you make resolutions about that because i don't know how politicians think that our society which is now 
more broken than I've seen in my entire life is deeply going to, divided. is deeply divided. Yeah. How, how I mean, how are they going to mend this? You know, with without healthy discussion, with, without healthy discussion, or the truth, yeah. or everybody just having access to the same rights as everybody else. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and you know, funny you, you bring that up about uh, the you know the example with John Rocker. If I had done my video in support of Black Lives Matter, they would have had a parade for me, and I would have gotten a promotion. Right. Uh, right. You know, as a matter of fact, just a year earlier in the city of Bellevue, the mayor, the one who fired me, told officers that, or well, told all of the city employees that uh, they were going to take a few minutes and go outside and line the sidewalk on Main Street and take a knee in support of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. So it's okay as long as the political narrative and agenda, uh, you know, aligns with the person in charge. Right. But as soon as you deviate from that as a subordinate, then then you're in hot water. Right. You know, then there's discipline and then there's termination. And, and what people don't understand is that, like, when you look at history, and they're leaders, they're elected officials, they're leaders, whether you believe they're good leaders or not, but leaders set an example. And that will soon transcend every aspect of government. If you, you think about it, like look at the deep South in the fifties, forties, fifties, and sixties mayors and elected officials were all part of the clan. And then the cops became part of the clan. And then that was the same freaking problem. Cause that was the example that was set and tolerated this lack of tolerance because somebody disagrees with you, although is you know, it's not as profound as like I'm using the system to keep people of color down or anything like that. But it was wrong then. It's wrong now. People should have it right and access to free speech. And, you know, we are using the well, he was on duty. He shouldn't have been doing that. OK, well, if he was on duty and he was doing his job 24 seven, he'd be constantly stopping people, writing them citations, doing whatever he could to enforce the law. Then people right. would be upset with him about that. So it's like all right, well, it was tolerated up until the point where you finally had somebody that mayor get upset with you. It's like, yeah. you know, you even, you don't even like, okay, this is it. Right. That stops this. This, right. this is going to stop. Right. This is ridiculous. So it was like, well, you were the one deputy working that day. So they didn't have, or a marshal working that day. So they didn't have to worry about now all 10 marshals working that <laughs> right. day. We're going to do what you were doing right. because right. You're, you're only going to be replaced by one other guy who might not have been as politically savvy as you were, or, you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just didn't make it. When you hear it, it doesn't make any sense. And but, sti so but still, but, it. it's, but it's unfair. It's just completely it, it, unfair. It is because yeah. I mean, okay. Everybody knows that I, that, that I, that I own a couple companies and stuff and i people they break policy all the time but i don't run in there and fire them i'm like hey you got to be here on time or hey you got to put your uniform on or hey when you do this you got to do that i don't you know and if, if they if they debate and they want to talk about stuff all right let's talk about it i just don't fire you because you have an opinion because you think i should do something differently or, or whatever because to me that's what makes my company go around and to to go from something that says, hey, you know, we really should sit down and talk about it, and, and, and I do this with our own department, that instead of sitting down and talking to somebody and learning about it, like, why wouldn't they pull you in and said, hey, Nate, this thing, why are you doing this? And then you turn around and say, listen, I've got six million views on this thing. We can use this for, you know, making sure cars don't get breaking it broken into. We can make sure that, you know, rape gets reduced. We can use this for, you know, just making people understand that we are funny and we're human and we cry and we laugh. But no. They they right. they, they devastate you and your life and your career 
because of their agenda because they just want to be liked and it's 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 crazy it's crazy well and i had a conversation with the mayor on the phone uh so let's see i I posted that video on a saturday morning it starts going viral over the weekend monday we have a firearms qualification right after the firearms qualification um i talked to the mayor on the phone and he's expressing his discontent and his disapproval of, of this because he's getting complaints from some of the residents. And I'm like, well, what is, what is the complaint exactly? Is it because of the, the political uh, perspective that I convey in the video? Or is it because I supposedly violated department policy and was, you know, wasting taxpayer dollars and, right. and all of that nonsense? Right. Like, which is it? Yeah. Because it seems to me that what we're talking about here is people who disagree with the, with the political message that I was sending even though, you know, I don't know where our country got so off track that support for law enforcement suddenly is, um, you know, a political issue uh, that is only supported on the on the right. People on the left, they're all about defunding the police and, right. you know, this anti-police yep. sentiment that's sort of ubiquitous now in the country, at least among uh, at least among liberals. Right. I said, shouldn't you like shouldn't you embrace this? Like as the mayor, you, you've seen how much support is coming in over this. You see how popular the video is. Why not embrace this and turn it into a good thing and say, you know, look at officer Nate, his videos are funny. People seem to enjoy them. It shows like the, the light and funny side and, and personable side of law enforcement, right. a side people can relate to. Right. Why don't we spread that around and encourage that a little bit instead of holding fast to that woke radical left extremism and, you know, and, pr- and pushing that, that narrative. Right. I did. And, and I told him that I'm like, listen, this seems discriminatory based on political affiliation. I said, this has nothing to do with, with department policy. Otherwise you would have talked to me a long time ago when I posted my first TikTok right. video. Sure. Right. Right. Exactly. The hypocrisy. Exactly. Of it. It's like, yeah. look, you're offended now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we're going to go back offended. and dig through yeah. everything and find something that's going to justify our actions. Right. Yeah. Who said that too? Like, this isn't like, he's a guy, you know, it's not exactly a friend of the police. It's Dave Chappelle. He said the thing when he did his last his his comedy one that was on Netflix. He he said to the audience, "You know what the problem is, America? You people, you go back and you dig things up and destroy people's lives because you are upset with them in the moment." And it's like mm-hmm. never at any time has that been worse. Like if you want to really disconnect police officers from the communities that they serve, every time they open their mouth, you can now go back and look at. Hours of body cam video. Uh, you can FOIA every report they ever wrote, every arrest they ever make, and you can turn it into whatever you want. You're not going to get people that one will do it, and two, if they do do it, they'll only do exactly what they're told right. by a political hack. Right. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term, it's like, look, we—it's the best system in the world. I still think it is. Is that you know we're appointed officials that work for elected officials, but with this like if you don't agree with me we now better be your foot soldier and do what you tell us to do like you know i'd be interested to say how are they dealing with mask mandates in bellevue how are they dealing with other things that a lot of you know left-leaning yeah. people want to deal with and are they using the stuff? yeah political hot buttons are they using the police for those matters nate or is that right. consistent it's well it it is They're, i mean they have they have some of the strictest uh, mask mandates and other, um, you know, vaccine mandates that I've, that I've seen, at least in the state of Idaho, uh, you do have, and I'm, you know, I listened to the radio. So in, in, in Blaine County, you have five different, five different agencies. You had the Bellevue Marshal's office, 
you had uh, Haley Police Department, you have Sun Valley Police Department, and then you have uh, the Blaine County Sheriff's Department. And you, you, I would hear these calls come across the radio for these other agencies about, you know, somebody would call in because they were at the grocery store and there were like five people that weren't wearing a mask. And so they call the cops. And, you know, I, I hear, you know, the, the call gets dispatched and the officer's like, yeah, no response on that. I'm not going to that. <laughs> right. So, you know, so good, yeah, good on some of these officers. No. Yeah. Right. Help improve our standing in the community. Right. They're busting somebody out about a mask mandate. You know what I mean? They, right. It's not like, even well, a law. Right. No. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, right. this is the kind of stuff that people call the police for. But the problem is you don't have, you, you have spineless administrators who won't, go to the members of the public or issue some sort of statement saying, listen, we understand that you may not agree with some of these things or that you want people to live the same way you live, but these are not police issues and we're not going to respond to them. So if you're that worried about COVID, stay home. Right. Don't go out in public, right. stay home, mask up, wear a Tyvex hazmat suit, whatever you need to do, <laughs> but you are not going to dictate how other people live their lives. And we are not going to enforce that belief on other people. No, I mean, yeah, and, and, I mean and, but you see that and you're like, but is this, is this, has this what we become? Like, we're, what, what am I, why am I going because, why are you calling because somebody doesn't wear a mask? Like, whatever happened to, to, to like, hey, you know, young man, um, my wife is like 75 years old. She's got some health issues. We're kind of coming outside, you know, and would you mind putting a mask on just for her sake? And then you could take it off when we leave, but we just have to be in the same area right now. And we just want to mm-hmm. sit, but whatever, but she's going stir crazy. I got to, I mean, whatever happened to that? Cause you know what? Right. Well, decency it's, we can right. display yeah. to each other. Just people yeah. interact. Yeah. Cause if it would me, I, I I hate masks. I don't like wearing. But if somebody come up and said to me and said, "Hey, yeah, this is you know this is for this person that we're in right now. No sweat. I'll put it right on right now. No sweat. No problem." And I think it's one of the things that we try to through the show is educate people to the process. People will use the police to confront people about things that the police really probably shouldn't be involved with. One thing again about Scott, Scott, when he was a supervisor, he worked, he was really good at like being able to cut through like base. We're not going to that. We get that call base. We're not going to that. That's just going to get a cop and our agency in trouble because this is a non-police related issue. But people are like, I can't confront my neighbor. It's like, well, you can tell your neighbor to have the dog stop crapping on the lawn. Does it have to become violent? Does it have to right. be like, does it have to become right. like violent? Like you just have you to just say, interact with people. Yeah. You're like, Hey man, look, my kid's playing this grass. I don't want him coming in our house with dog crap all over. Him. But this right. is I what I call the police. The police got to come out and then we're the bad guys. And then people are like, well, why are the cops acting like they don't want to be here? Because we really don't have the, right. the authority. And I would try to get here. away from that because right. we're putting ourselves into situations that we really shouldn't but that's be the, getting into. That's the irony of this whole thing is that they want us to do this stuff, but they want to defund us. <laughs> that's the irony you know what I'm saying or they, they want us to do this stuff and then they call us to a guy that's selling loose cigarettes that's got a warrant well a warrant to a cop means I gotta take you into custody right. the warrant for for selling loose cigarettes right. it's just like you know okay so we then we and then we come in and we step in and we you know we fight with this guy that it's like it's like we gotta be smarter about it too and be like like you guys both said like Nate and Scott both said base we're not going to that we're not going to that call there's not a need for that and right. then we've got to have the backing from our bosses that understand that civil liability isn't just because we didn't respond to something it's not like hey this guy's breaking in my house you know, we're not coming well some of those agencies actually really exist because they have scared off so many police officers from working there that your response time on a burglary is two days remember the flint show that yeah. we did yeah, yeah. he's like we were showing up 48 hours later 
on a forced entry burglary to somebody's home because we were too busy dealing with the people that were actually killing each other. Right. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, and if Americans don't think that can happen because the police get so turned off by the work, they need to, I, I mean, like for a second, when you're making that call to 911, be like, does, do the police really need yeah. to be involved with this? What am I expecting saying, the outcome yeah, to like, be here? What, like, what, what do I want the outcome to be? And, well, and in situations like scenarios, like the one you just mentioned, if there's a dispute with the neighbor, I think, you know, one of the reasons we should really put our foot down and not responding to calls like that, because, you know, like you said, we, we don't, nobody ends up winning in that situation because if there's no enforcement action to be taken, if there's not a law that's broken that the police can actually investigate, you show up and you try to mediate, but both sides end up being completely disgruntled and dissatisfied with the outcome. Outcome. You right. got the guy right. whose dog is shitting on the yard and he's like, they can't believe this cop tried to tell me that my dog can't do whatever I wanted to do. And then the other guy's going, well, the cop didn't cite the guy. For, for something. So why do we, you know, why do we even, why do we even have cops? Yeah. And so right, the cop right. ends up being the loser in that situation. <laughs> right. no and, right. Yeah. And now we've, we've done further damage to our relationship with the general public. Right. Yeah. But, and, uh, but, and, but years ago you would go to those calls cause that's what you do. Okay. You know, go and, and 99.9% of the time back then it would be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have my dog shitting on your lawn. You're probably right. And you're going now, well, you know, he's a racist because my dog is a black German shepherd or it is a white, you know, you know, American Eskimo. So he doesn't like these dogs. I'm like, how can I be racist? It's a dog, you know, and, and now you're putting yourself in the political trick bag and, and, and a and, and a legal trick bag for going out there and just trying to help people. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if you've got, uh, you know, the, the person that called is white and the, and the person you're going to talk to, the person they're complaining about is Hispanic or another person of color, you know, then you're dealing with the with the race card issues. You know, well, you're only talking to me about my dog because you're a racist right. and I'm a person of color. Right. Then, you know, you get to deal with those issues all the time. So, Nate, how did you get into, can you tell us about the book? Like you said, that kind of started yeah. before all of this. So what was, what was the idea behind the book and what's that all about? So... When the, when the LeBron James TikTok went viral and I was put on suspension, there's a, a, a publishing company, D'Angelo Publications. They've got an office in Twin Falls. They're based out of Los Angeles, but they have an office in Twin Falls. And the president of the company reached out to me and said, hey, uh, I love your story. I, I love where this is going. Um, you know, I'm learning a lot about your background. What do you think about, you know, can you come in and talk to me about a book deal? And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, all right, well, yeah. So I went in and talked to her and you know, she kind of explained to me the, pro- the process of, it's called hybrid, uh, hybrid publishing. Um, it's kind of a meld of, you know, self-publishing and then the tr- traditional publishing. And she explained that process to me. And she's like, she's like, I love your story. I think it's great. I think it's obviously it's something that people are, are sort of backing you on. You've got a lot of support and a lot of people behind you. And, I, you know, I want to write your book. So we drew up a contract that very same day and, and went to work on it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, the book is, I mean, the, you know, you, you read the title never off duty. You know, the premise of the book is that when you're a police officer, you're a full-time sworn police officer. You're, even though you're off the clock, those, those feelings and that sort of that state of hyper vigilance and yeah. hyper awareness and sensitivity to, you know, the, the general public's opinion of you and, you know, the ever watchful eye yeah. of people on. who are just waiting to jam up a police officer right. or your administrators who are just are keeping tabs on the things that you're doing while you're off duty. Um, I talk a lot about that, a lot of actually specific scenarios in my book where, you know, for example, 
I used to do jujitsu um, quite regularly for about eight years. I trained jujitsu and there was a group of us from the, from the police department who would train together. Well, we always had that one guy that was always getting injured, right? There's always that one guy who yeah. gets injured every time you, every time you train. And he was on light duty all the time because he had a broken wrist or a broken finger or something. And the administrator's like, why, what's going, why is Ken always getting injured? You know what, why is he always on light duty? And then, you know, it's like, well, we were training and, you know, he got, got caught in an arm bar or something and, and yeah. we broke his wrist. So they, they're like, well, you can't do that anymore. You can't train jujitsu anymore. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> like we're off duty. What to do off duty. Are you right. kidding me? Right. And so, and, but that's the, that's sort of the hubris of a lot of these agency administrators to think that they can control your private life when you're not being paid by the city. Right. So that's, that's sort of one of the aspects of, of never being off duty. You go back to him and say, Hey, you, you know, you, you can't cheat on your wife off duty. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. When you're not in council chambers, you can't be messing around your wife. They look at you, get the hell out of my face. Right. You right. can't enforce that. But yeah. it's just like this idea that you couldn't roll when you were off duty, which was going to make you a better cop when you were fighting with somebody. Yeah. The idea is like, like, it's like, I don't know whether it's our own fault that there's this divide between the people that we serve and that are elected. Like, <laughs> I wish I knew, bro. It's like there's so many people that say so many people, do, although there's tons of shows and movies and everything else out there, people really don't know what we do. Like, no, for someone to actually say that to you is amazing. And that the fact that it made it through your chain of command and got down to you and said, you can't do that off duty. It's like. Is it illegal? Is it immoral? Is it unnecessarily unsafe? Well, how, how, how can you tell me? Well, uh, can I not skydive now? Can I not ski? Right. You're from Idaho. Can I not ski now? Or no, right. people get hurt skiing. Yeah. It's or, crazy. Or I'll tell you what. Why don't I tell you what? Who, you know, where, who, where does Le- LeBron James play? Who's the manager? Who's the president? Why don't, if he's so offended, get him on the phone and why don't he come down here, see what we do, and let's have a healthy debate about it? Right. Let's do that. No, we're right. going to can't somebody in, what, because. Just because you could bounce a ball on the floor and make a basket, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big sports fan. And, but and his, and his so, so he for can't. I don't know. Actually, threatened the life of the police officer. Right. It could be easily construed as that. Like mm-hmm. your next is what was sent mm-hmm. yeah. about right. that officer, and it turned out the officer operated. And, and even the mayor of Columbus and the chief of police, they released the video right away, whether you agree with that or not. And it came out, and they said. As tragic and as awful as this is, this officer operated within the realm of his authority right. to save somebody, protect somebody's life. And then for a celebrity to come out and say something like, you're next, it's like, what more sinister of a right. statement that a man that probably has a hundred million followers, right. like right. out of that 100 million people, do you think somebody was crazy enough to maybe listen to him? And go looking for that guy and go looking for his right. family. We say this on this show all the time. And why I'm so animated about this is because it's right for everybody to be responsible, not just the police in these like loose cannon shoot things off on Twitter stuff. It's like it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Oh, but only you guys can't do it. Exactly. Right. And and we operate with way more oversight, like just as Nate explained, he was told he couldn't roll in jujitsu anymore because another dude hurt his finger. Yeah, like yeah, right, 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 like think about that. I mean, just put that into perspective. Like, seriously, right. put that in perspective. That somebody could actually come to you and say that it'd be like, "Hey, man, you hurt your fe- you hurt yourself fishing, right? Can't fish, Can't anymore, fish no more." Gotta right. be like, "Are you kidding me? We're gonna form a union just so we can go on strike for that." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like people don't get that, like because they don't understand what we do, and like 
I don't know. Maybe we need to do a better job, Nate, like of using social media, of educating people to the fact that it's like. But you can't. That's that. That's the thing. You can't. If you educate somebody and you say something wrong or you do something against, they'll shut, the, down, your the, account, they'll shut right? down your account. And he's going to be on five point. You know, he'll be on five point by the end of the year. <laughs> Close. Well, you know, speaking of, you know, going back to the to your point of, you know, how how do we know that some of these police ambushes that took place in the wake of LeBron James tweet weren't a direct result of his tweet? I think he's culpable. And because we saw an influx of police officers being ambushed and attacked when they were responding to calls right after that, you know, the, the period of time when LeBron James tweeted that. But of course, there's no accountability. There's no recourse for the general public against LeBron James. He's not held accountable. He's not suspended. There's no investigation. There, you know, nobody looks into whether or not the suspect in those ambushes it was actually a follower of LeBron James and thought, "Yeah, I'm going to take LeBron James' advice. Right. We're going to, yeah, we're going to start ambushing these cops. Yeah, they're next." Right. But yep. that that doesn't happen. Like you said, LeBron James continues to make his money, and you know, there's no there's no consequences or repercussions for his actions. There's no accountability. Right. It's, no. it's just incredibly frustrating, and, and it's great that you talk with us about this, Nate, because it's like, one, it's a chance for us to vent on somebody that's actually, yeah. really, you stepped <laughs> into the breach, dude. You grabbed yeah, yeah, said what you thought, and we're like, Usually whatever. somebody breaks the door and somebody else goes in, but you did it all, bro. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's like, say, well, you know, one man CQB, by the way. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, and yeah. like he just went in and did it all. And, and again, like, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if, like, I'd have to look at, come home and look at my wife who used to be a cop and go, I really feel that strongly about this. And, and can we live without this money? And it would like, our lives would be so hard. But I mean, you know, like, but Shauna would, and, and I get that. And I, and I, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll do the same thing, but if we don't, then right. who, I mean, yeah, that, the day, that, that's why that, that's one of the reasons that we whole started this whole podcast is because this is, and we still, and we still hear are, are kind of careful about, you know, what we say and what we do, and not so much me, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, that's right. Nate, I'll become shoving your driveway this winter for five bucks. Right, right, um, right, 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 right. But I mean, but you're moving his car. You're starting his car for him in the morning. Twenty below us, Arenado. You don't Chris, need a remote starter. I got Chris. Um, you know I don't like talk radio. <laughs> but I mean, but if you don't like the who and the where, I. I'm afraid if we don't do that or we don't do this, where are we going to end up? Like where? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's time to stand athwart it. It's just that like, you know, and this sounds cornball, but when the country was first founded, people laid their fortunes on the line here right. in the colonies at, at the risk of ending up in a, in a, in a you know, a, a jail ship out in Boston Harbor. You know what I mean? Like, like, are we reaching that point where people are going to have to stand up and, oh. and, and do that? And again, I'm not, I'm not trying Sean, to I'm telling you right now, we, like I'm telling it's you just that like to your point, like you, we you are 100% we're watching our freedoms being like just trampled in, in, out of just because, you know, we don't have the biggest mouthpiece in the process. But, you know what I mean? It, but that's exactly you know, what's happening. I'm, I'm going to use my own child because my daughter who's 17, I didn't really get into politics till I was, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties. My daughters are 19 and 17, and they are involved with this because of everything. And it started just around, just about the time your video came out, because that's when Columbus released that uh, video so quick. 
So about that time, just prior, just you know, just prior to this year, but like now, they are so in deep with it that they are sacrificing their, you know, their social, social what do they call it, social media suicide, and whatever else because they have they've learned on their own, on their own. I'm sure we've set parameters, but th- we have healthy debates with them. But they are kids at 17 and 19 are doing this because they want to do what's right. And I think we're there, Sean. I think people are, I, I, right. I, 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 I hope that it continues. I just think people are like sacrificing. Well, I may not get likes. I may not get this. I may get bullied, but you know what? What's right is right. I and and I, said, I might I get, get fired. fired. Right. <laughs> you know, one, right. Of the, one of the things I try to tell current officers, you know, if they find themselves in a situation like mine where they feel like it's incumbent upon them to say something and to speak out, but they're, but the only reason they've kept their mouth shut is because of the job, right? They need the paycheck. They need the benefits. If you can do police work, there's a thousand other jobs that you can do. You can go sell used cars and make more money than, than you would ever make, you know, being a police officer. So if it's the paycheck you're worried about, there are other things that you can do. I I think the problem is, is a lot of police officers, you know, once you hit that three, four, five year mark, police work or being a police officer becomes your identity. So it's somewhat of a crisis to, you know, the prospect of not being a cop anymore is a crisis to a lot of, it was for me. Yeah. I went through, I went through a hell of a time. I was on leave for three months with the, with the Twin Falls Police Department. I was on FMLA due to some, uh, some mental health stuff. Mm. And I thought my career then was over. And for me, it was a crisis. Like, what am I going to do if I'm not a cop? Right. Yeah, right. But there, but the, it's being a police officer is not the end all be all and not being a police officer is not the end of the world. As a matter of fact, your stress level plummets as soon as you leave yeah. police work. Now, <laughs> right? I mean, you guys know. I mean, yeah, being, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I love the job, right? I right. love police work. I love going out and helping people solve their problems. As a detective, I loved investigating homicides and robberies and those big high-profile cases. But what I couldn't stand, and I'm sure you guys would agree with me on this, is the inner office political oh. bullshit oh, yeah. dealing with administrators who forgot a long time ago what it means to be a police officer, and now their positions are much more political than they are uh, about police work and enforcing the law. They're more worried about public perception of themselves as individuals, but also, um, you know, for the for the agency. And so they 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 don't take those steps to take care of their guys, and that's that's the part that is stressful. Is coming to work every day wondering if someone from the administration is pissed off enough at you that they're going to fire you that day or, you know, that the following day or the following week, that kind of stress, once that goes away, your quality of life improves significantly. And if you can go find another job, uh, doing what you enjoy doing, uh, doing something that makes you happy, doing something you've always wanted to do, that's much better than staying in police work, even though you might enjoy the work itself and dealing with that toxic level of stress that yeah. you deal with on a day-to-day yeah, basis. Right. I mean, I know some some supervisors that I that I worked with at the Twin Falls Police Department who are just miserable. But they're they're vested, right? They're in it for the long haul. They're mm-hmm. just keeping their head down until retirement. That's not good. No. You know, just, they're just healthy. they're just no. sort of grinding it out until yeah. that retirement day so they can get their pension and then probably die a month later. You know, like <laughs> right. what's All what's right. the point of that? Like right. if you're going to be miserable in your career, you're going to look back when you retire and go, "Well, that sucked." Yep. Like I could have done so many other things. Right. Well, I mean, you know what I do if I'm going to going to go that long cuz I got to. I'm going to be I'm going to be on a ride-on lawnmower <laughs> with jean shorts on, cut-off jean shorts and no drawers underneath. So when you find me 
gonna, you got it. Here it is. That's how I'm going to leave the world. There was, in a, there was a couple of officers and I, we used to joke around because, you know, we we were on patrol and we'd play the lottery. You know, once the lottery got up to like 500 million bucks, you know, what are you going to do if you win? Like, what if on a weekend when the Powerball gets drawn on Saturday and you're on duty and you win, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, as soon as I find out I win, I'm leaving my patrol car yeah. wherever I'm I am right with the door here. open right. and I'm walking away, right. you know? <laughs> Just leaving my duty belt and everything yeah, right, inside. Right. And They're calling you on the radio. Where is he? Where is he at? I'm a millionaire. I'm out. Yeah, right. I'm doing a TikTok on that. Right? <laughs> I just won the lottery and just my patrol car is in the background as I'm walking further away. Well, Nate, we really appreciate your time today, man. I'm glad we can end on a happier note. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. Like you've seen, and this is another thing we talk about with folks on this show, is there is a life after law enforcement. Like, right. uh, like one of the big draws to the work is that, like the thing that Nate described, but in the same sense, it also keeps you there when it's not healthy for you. So right. he's a prime example to all people listening to this, that there's life after LE. You know, there's life in the middle of LE for right. that matter. Sometimes too. you got to set and, out of your comfort zone, but it's there. Right, and you just got to have the stones. And 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 he was a great guest to kind of display that to all of us to make us not feel so hopeless and trapped. And and like I said, Nate, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on and yeah, we really appreciate vent it. a little bit with right. you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. More of a more of a uh, you know a confessional or whatever you'd want to call it for us, like a. Very cathartic. Yeah, right. absolutely. There you go. Very good. Right. Well, um, thank you. Again, th- thank you so much. Thanks so much. Oh. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. And then, uh, Nate, one more time, give your plugs. Let's see. My OnlyFans is... Uh, oh, wait. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, I meant. I meant Instagram. Instagram is Nate's Wilden. Uh, that's, so that's N-A-T-E-S-W-I-L-D-N. Facebook is Nate Sylvester. I also have an officer Nate page on Facebook. TikTok is Nate's Wilden 3.0 and the officer Nate. YouTube is Officer Nate, and I have a website www.officernate.com. Excellent. Thank you so much awesome. again. Thank you. Thank you. And then for Thanks, everybody, um, please go to Nate's podcast and leave a rating review. Subscribe to it. Same with ours. We're small venues, and we're really trying to get this word out that we can between. You know, with all the with all the negativity in the world, we can and we will mend the fences and build a bridge between our community and the police again. Again, thank you. If you have any questions, uh, please email us at three cops talk at gmail dot com. That's a number three cops talk at gmail dot com. Go to our website, uh, leave a rating review, and we thank you very much. And everybody, have a great day. <laughs>